0: Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, May 19th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Locked On Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. On yesterday's episode, for those of you who tuned in, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. If not be sure to go do so. I had a pretty fun segment where uh, I went over each and every one of Stan Bowman's trades in the last calendar year for the Blackhawks, and then I wound up giving him a grade at the end. And I actually thought Stan did a pretty good job overall giving uh, his team some minor improvements throughout the course of the year. And I also thought that the gambles he took were, were smart decisions as well. Now, on the podcast today, I foreshadowed this a bit yesterday, but now I'm going to take a look and break down all of Bowman's free agent signings over the course of the last calendar year, excluding the signings of guys uh, signing their entry-level deals that the Blackhawks drafted. Those, there aren't anything to break down there. Most draft picks should wind up signing on with the team. It doesn't always happen, but it should. But going back through the last 365 days now, according to SpotTrack.com, which is another great website to use for contracts and keeping up with all the acquisitions from every NHL franchise, definitely be sure to give SpotTrack a look whenever you all get the time. But according to SpotTrack... The first free agent move of the offseason, <clears throat> excuse me, the first free agent move of the offseason for the Blackhawks came while they were waiting to hear what was going on with the remainder of the 2019-20 season back in May. On the 29th, the Hawks announced the signing of at the time 21-year-old forward Mate Halupa to a 2-year, $1.85 million contract. One of the great names in the organization right now, of course, it's spelled it looks like it would be pronounced Chalupa, but he's from the Czech Republic, so a uh, little, little different emphasis on the beginning of the last name, Halupa. I thought he could, uh, I thought he was going to wind up being kind of a fourth-line tweener that was going to be scratched for the Blackhawks when they first signed him nearly a year ago, but of course, that didn't wind up happening as so many other young guys were given opportunities down in that bottom six over him, and I mean... In 27 games down in Rockford, Jalupo only recorded four goals and three assists. Offense never has really been his game, but that's still probably not the productivity neither he nor the Hawks wanted to see this season. He still has one more year on his contract, though, um, but with the current logjam that the team already has to deal with at the NHL level, I just feel like they're... Simply isn't going to be room for, for uh, Halupa, so <clears throat> kind of a wasted signing here a little bit by Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks. The next signing for the club, though, wound up being a big one, as on July 16th, defenseman Wyatt Kalinuk agreed to a two-year, $3.55 million contract after not being able to reach an agreement with the team that drafted him, the Philadelphia Flyers back in 2017. And Kalanuk really stepped onto the scene here in Chicago in a big way. He had 9 points in his first 21 NHL games this year and really got into a groove towards the end of the season, displaying the offensive skill set he possesses on the back end. He's got a great shot, really good speed, but what I really love about him is that he knows exactly when to jump into the play from the blue line. I feel like the Blackhawks haven't had a defenseman like that in some time now, and I'm really excited to see where Kalanuk's game goes in the next two or three years. Aside from Adam Boquist, I honestly think Kalanuk may have the highest ceiling of any Blackhawks young defenseman in the system right now. Then, just a couple days later, Bowman and the Blackhawks went on to make another move signing Pius Suter, the 2019-20 MVP of the NLA, the top league over in Switzerland, which is the same league that Dominic Kubalik was the MVP of before coming to Chicago and having that fantastic rookie season. I honestly thought it was pretty funny that the Blackhawks did this. They were like, screw it, it worked a year ago, let's see if it works out again. I laughed so hard if they went on to sign the MVP of the NLA for the third year in a row this offseason. But, um, yeah, on the 18th of July, the Hawks signed Suter to a one-year $925,000 contract. And while I knew that Suter wasn't going to play at the level of Kubalik, like, replicating 30 goals as a rookie, it just wasn't going to happen. Even though I knew that, you know, um, all things considered, Suter still did have a very solid year when you look at things. There definitely were the up-and-down moments. Like, that, that's a rookie, though. Um, and it seemed like when he got hot, that's really when he did most of his damage. It came in bunches. But in total, Suter finished the year with 27 points in 55 games, which was fourth on the team in scoring, and he led all Blackhawks rookies. Uh, And the 14 goals he scored was also fourth on the team. So a pretty good year overall from Suter. I would like him to sure up his game a little bit at the faceoff dot going forward. The Hawks are going to need that from him. If they want him playing center long-term, he won just uh, 42.6% of his faceoffs this season. One of the worst in the NHL, I believe. But overall... A very strong depth signing here for the Blackhawks, and due to all the injuries, Suter even wound up playing most of the year on the top line along with Patrick Kane. He probably didn't even think that was going to happen himself. So that should be, you know, a great experience for Suter and should only help his development going forward for Chicago. Alright, there are the first couple free agent signings made by general manager Stan Bowman last season. Coming up in just a moment, I'll have a couple more signings to break down, but first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, which is the live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing some episodes later on in the week, late at night. And you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store, or you can get it now on Android. And then you just quickly create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Poopar has a ton of awesome classic flavors, like peanut butter, double chocolate, and salted caramel, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, which is absolutely incredible, and they also have carrot cake and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate, and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the Keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. Your next built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up reviewing the first few offseason signings made by Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman. Moving on to the next signing that the Hawks made last summer, about a month after Wyatt Kalanick and Pius Suter got their deals on August 17th, college free agent Cameron Morrison signed a two-year, $1.85 million deal with the Blackhawks. Morrison was a former fourth round pick of the Colorado Avalanche back in 2016, but like Kalanuck, never wound up signing an entry level contract with his team. And then after four years with Notre Dame, you know Bowman loves signing on Notre Dame boys, as alma mater. But Morrison, he did have four consecutive solid campaigns for the Fighting Irish, 20 points at least in all four years. And then coming into the season for the Blackhawks, I felt Morrison was kind of on that bubble where he was probably like, kind of like Mate Halupa, He was probably going to start the year with Rockford, but then at some point I thought he was likely to make his NHL debut and kind of uh, the Hawks were going to let him get into his groove in the bottom six there. But unfortunately, early on in the year, Morrison suffered a torn right MCL and had to get surgery that forced him to miss his entire first professional season. It's going to be tough to bounce back from that for Morrison, but uh, he he's still got one year left on this entry-level deal. Who knows if the Blackhawks are going to bring him back, probably with one year of injury. I feel like they will. Um, I expect him to start once again with Rockford, and then if he can play well down there, he could come onto the scene at some point and crack the NHL lineup with the Blackhawks. Just a tough break for Cam Morrison in 2021. Then, after you know a bunch of signings and about a two-month span there, the Blackhawks didn't make another move until October 12th, which was free agent day across the NHL in 2020 because of COVID, and the Hawks started their day by signing Lucas Walmark to a one-year, $950,000 contract. Even from the get-go, I, I knew the Blackhawks weren't they just weren't going to have room for Walmart in their lineup. They already had David Kampf, who essentially is the same player. They don't need two of those guys in the lineup. They only need one of them on the third line. Um, But even I I didn't think it was going to go as bad as it did for Walmart. He never really got a chance to prove himself to the Blackhawks. He just was never in the lineup consistently. It almost seemed like he was in Jeremy Colleton's doghouse, if there is such a place, for whatever reason. So... Um, it, it looked like it was going to be a pretty bad signing here by the Hawks, but to make up for it, they managed to package Walmart along with Lucas Carlson and send them both to Florida for Henrik Borgstrom, Riley Stillman, Brett Connolly, and a seventh-round pick. So even though it was a bad signing, Bowman still managed to make the absolute most out of Lucas Walmark. Then, just a couple hours after the Hawks signed Walmark, they went on to sign Matthias Yanmark to a one-year deal. Yanmark had just been part of the Dallas Stars' impressive run to the Stanley Cup final, but he wanted to leave Dallas to find his offensive game once again. In back-to-back years for the Stars, Yanmark only had six goals, and his point production had taken kind of a, a little dip after uh, he really came onto the NHL strong in his first two seasons. But for the Blackhawks, Yanmark got off to a red-hot start, if you all remember. Uh, early on in the year, he was playing top six minutes, getting some time with Patrick Kane, uh, and he wound up having 10 goals and 9 assists in 41 games for Chicago before he he really cooled off there at the end. I liked his speed and everything. Um, I thought there, for a little bit there, I thought there was a possibility that the Hawks might hang on to Yanmark and keep him as part of the future going forward, but... Um, his analytical numbers were among some of the worst in the league, and it honestly just looked like he was kind of here to revitalize his offense and, and wasn't too worried about the other side of the puck. I will say, though, that, um, signing Yanmark it would wind up being a huge win for the Blackhawks because, like Lucas Walmark, you know... The Blackhawks, they could afford financially to sign on these guys. It wasn't going to put them up against the salary cap with all the guys on LTIR this year. And then even even after that, Bowman went on to flip Yanmark for a second and a third round pick in the three-way deal with Vegas and San Jose. I thought the Hawks were only going to get one of the two. I I was like keeping my fingers crossed that they were going to get a second for Yanmark, and they wound up getting a second and a third. So, a money deal there from Bowman, and just like Walmart, he really found a way to get the absolute most out of uh, a one-year deal there from Matthias Yanmark. It looked like the Blackhawks then were uh, done making all their moves heading into the season, but just a couple days before the season started, on December 27th, that was right after the news came out about Kirby Dock suffering a serious wrist injury. Bowman felt he needed to add another center without two of their top six guys to that position now for the majority of the season in Doc and Jonathan Taze. So as I said, just a couple days before the season started, the Blackhawks signed Carl Soderberg to a one-year, $1 million contract. Another temporary guy here for the Blackhawks. We kind of knew that from the start uh, with Walmart Janmark, and now Soderbergh all having one-year deals. We knew they were going to be rentals. But in his short time with the Hawks, I thought Soderbergh provided just nicely for the team. He had 7 goals and 8 assists for 15 points in 34 games, and he also helped out really nicely at the faceoff dot because aside from him in camp, we had a lot of youngsters in the top 6 taking faceoffs, and they were struggling. I talked about Suter a little bit earlier, but Khrushchev was kind of in the same boat, and even Dylan Strom didn't have the greatest year when he was playing center. Um, so a good signing here, I thought, by Bowman. He didn't quite get the return for Soderberg that he got in Walmart and Yanmark, but I thought this was, for the time being, another solid, cheap rental signing for the club during, you know, what was a tough season overall for them at the center position. After signing Soderbergh. The Hawks didn't wind up adding anyone until January 28th when they kind of randomly signed defenseman Madison Bowie to a two-year contract. I was really caught off guard by that move. Although... The signing did make sense at the time, ultimately, because if Bowie only played in one NHL game for the Blackhawks, then he would be a guy they could leave exposed for the Vegas expansion draft. He would meet all the necessary requirements. And then he went on to do that for the Hawks, which seemed like his sole purpose here. But then Bowman decided to flip him at the deadline, along with a fifth round pick to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a fourth. So, first, I'm going to assume that. Other guys wound up qualifying to be exposed. I think Calvin DeHaan needed to get uh, a certain amount of games in or something. Probably Nikita Zadorov too. I'm not really sure how it was all working behind the scenes, but I'm going to guess that other guys filled the requirement and then Bowman felt he could move on from Bowie and get the best possible thing he could for him, which was moving up around in the draft. I'm never mad about that, especially with... The Hawks scouting department that usually tends to do well in those third, fourth, and fifth rounds. So again, Bowman appeared to get the absolute most out of an absolutely temporary defenseman in Madison Bowie. The last two moves the Hawks have made in the past couple of months have been signing Arvid Soderblom. That was the most recent move they made. That's the 21-year-old goaltender out of Sweden. I just broke all of that down in Friday's episode, so if you want to hear more about Soderblom, I got a great segment there. Go check out that episode. But the other move was bringing on another college free agent in Mike Hardman out of Boston College after he had two solid campaigns for BC where... He recorded 44 points in 58 games. The Hawks brought on Hardman late in the season, and he wound up not only making his NHL debut, but he was actually in the lineup for their final eight games of the year. And in those eight games, Hardman finished with a ton of hits, and he also added a goal and two assists for three points, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but that's impressive for a fourth liner who had very limited ice time in his first stretch of NHL action. I thought Hardman was really impressive, and I'm interested to see where he kind of fits into the long-term plans. Again, that forward group is awfully crowded, but this seems to be another solid depth signing here by Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks. And overall, most of these deals I felt worked out very well for his team. Not only did um he bring on a couple solid young pieces going forward in Suter, Kalanuck, and possibly Mike Hardman, but he also managed to flip most of his rental players for really solid returns. So I thought it was a solid season for Bowman in the front office. I gave him a B yesterday for all of the trades that he made. I'm actually going to up that here to an A- for his free agent acquisitions. I know the Blackhawks didn't bring in, like, any major pieces or anything, but they stuck to their rebuild model, and they also, as I said, added a bunch of pieces and as well as draft picks in the last year. So, overall, I'm really happy with how Bowman and the front office have been able to add to this team's future over the course of the last season. All right, there are my thoughts on all the free agent signings that Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman has made in the last calendar year. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to discuss defenseman Connor Murphy being the team's King Clancy Memorial Trophy candidate for 2021. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back, the NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started, UFC is in full swing all year round, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done reviewing all of Blackhawks GM Stan Bowman's free agent signings in the last calendar year. Moving on now to finish up the show here today. I wanted to be sure to mention that on Tuesday afternoon, Blackhawks defenseman Connor Murphy was named the team's 2021 King Clancy Memorial Trophy candidate, which is presented to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. And not a surprise here that guy for the Blackhawks is Connor Murphy. Not only has he become one of the leaders for this team in the past couple of years for what he's done um, with the organization and really has taken that next step on the back end in Chicago, but he's also always working within the community, doing a bunch of great work in in charities and such. He's really turned into a tremendous professional in the past few years. It's been awesome to see here in Chicago, and uh, he he was well-deserving to wear that A for the Blackhawks and could be going forward. I know it's probably not going to happen if Jonathan Taze does wind up coming back. Those A's are saved for Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane. But if the time comes to move on from dunks, I think Murphy is probably the next guy in line to be an alternate captain for this team. He's a great leader, a great leader, a warrior on the ice, you know, that's willing to do all the little things in the greasy areas to get the job done. He's a leader in, in block shots this season. Uh, he He's physical. I believe he actually got hit the most by anyone in the NHL this season if uh, I read that stat correctly. So he, he takes a beating night in and night out, but he doesn't shy away from it. He knows that's what he has to do for this team to be successful and just well-deserving of the nomination for this award. Not sure he's going to take it home. He's got... Uh, you know, 30 other guys he's going up against, but a great nomination nonetheless for the Blackhawks' top defenseman and Connor Murphy, who has really taken his game to the next level on and off the ice in the past few years within the organization. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, May 19th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show. And be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.